One of the questions I got recently was, can I build a brand in a niche that is in the non-hobby market or the non-hobby niche? Can you even do that? Well, I've got five examples that yes, you absolutely can. So if you're interested in learning what they are and if you can, well, stick around because that's what we're going to cover in this episode. Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 811 and session number 252. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast, and I'm going to do it again here today. And I'm loving this format, guys. I got to be honest. If you are watching this on YouTube, well, I appreciate you watching. And uh, yeah, let me know what you think in the comments as far as this this format, this flow. And uh, if you're not watching this and you're listening to the podcast, well, you might not notice a difference other than I'm saying that you're watching a video on YouTube because I wanted to allow the people that were on YouTube to have that experience of video versus it being them watching a static image with a waveform listening to the episode. All right. So uh, that's been going really, really good. So I just want to say thank you. If you're watching on YouTube, you've given me a thumbs up or you've commented. I just want to say thank you. And if you're listening on the podcast, I want to say thank you to you as well, because you've been here since day one. And I appreciate each and every one of you. Now, if you have a question that you want me to answer on an upcoming Ascot session, a couple different ways you can do this. All right. Number one, you can do what you've always been able to do and head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and you can do it right there. Just leave a little voicemail there for me with your first name, where you're tuning in from, and just a brief question, and I'll do my best to answer it on an upcoming Ascot session. All right, the other way that you can do this is, again, if you're on YouTube, you can just drop it in the comments and ask a question, and I'll do my best to answer it either in the comments or I'll answer it on an upcoming Ascot session. So you can do it right there, all right? So today's episode, like I said in the beginning, we're gonna be talking about this question, which came in, by the way, um, from one of our Academy members, all right? And she's been building uh, her brand for a little while now, And she's noticed that inside of the academy, we talk a lot about our niches, okay? And there's actually a niche in there that we are, uh, we're building a brand around. And we, we went through the whole process for the past like four months, showing exactly how we found the market, you know, how we validated the market, how we built everything out, how we built the email list, how we're starting to drive traffic or get traffic from Google um, and all of that stuff, all right? So everything we're talking about in this one, in this one niche it does seem as though it's kind of hobbyish, right? So the question would be, and this question came up was, well, Scott, I don't, you know, I don't think mine's a hobby. It's not a hobby. And, you know, I'm just wondering, does this stuff apply if I'm not in in a hobby market or a hobby niche or niche, however you say it? Uh, So I wanted to address that because the answer is you absolutely 125% yes, you can. All right. You can totally do it. I'm going to give you five different examples. And I literally found these examples just by digging them through my head here. I'm just like, okay, I know there's a bunch of them, but there's five that are like, they're coming right to me. All right. So the answer is yes. Now, before I do jump into those, depending on when you're listening to this, all right, uh, you can go through our brand growth validation checklist, and that will help you go through this entire process. All right. Now that is available right now for free at brandcreators.com. Now, the other thing that I want to bring up again, depending on when you're listening to this or watching this is on April 6th, 
2020, again, if you're watching this in 2022, well, that might, might not be relevant. You still can go to brandcreators.com, but we're going to be opening Brand Creators Academy on April 6th, and we're going to be opening it for five days, the enrollment that is. We open a few times per year, and the reason why we do this is because the rest of the year, we're helping our brand creators build their brands, all right? So if you're interested in joining us or if you've been waiting for us to reopen, uh, now would be the time to head on over there. Make sure that you're on the Brand Creators uh the wait list. We have a wait list there. If you go to brandcreators.com, anyone that downloads the checklist will be notified when we open enrollment. So make sure that you do that. All right. And there's some free resources there for you as well. All right. So let's kind of dig in here. I've got some notes here. If you're watching on, on uh, the video here, you're, you're noticing that I'm looking down. I've got some notes. I got some notes here. All right. So uh, what we want to do though, is we want to, we want to think about like your market if you're selling, first off, let me kind of say this. If you're selling uh, this tripod, and if you're listening, you can't see this, but if you're selling this tripod, this tripod could be used for a bunch of different markets. But we need to say, okay, is this a hobby? I don't know. It could be, I guess. If I had this and I was doing, uh, maybe I was recording uh, model train videos for my model train club, right? Well, then yeah, then it would be for a hobby, I guess. But the tripod itself wouldn't be, right? It would be just a device that helps that market. So it wouldn't necessarily be a model train person needs this tripod, right? And so what we want to do whenever we're, whenever we're looking at our market is we want to start to do that validation process. So let me give you some examples here on what this looks like. And oh, by the way, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, the following week on the podcast, which will be April 6th and the 8th, I'm going to be doing some niche drill downs, some breakdowns of what this looks like, what makes a good niche and, you know, how do you validate, uh, you know, these different aspects? Because it's, to me, it's pretty simple when I, when I break it down, because we don't just want to look at like, okay, does the, does this niche get traffic? We want to see, does this niche make money? Right. And so we want to do all of that work up front, but I'm going to be doing two uh, different ones coming up. So stay tuned on the podcast for that. All right. So let me give you the first example. Now, I personally uh, got a pool, an in-ground pool, uh, about a year and a half, almost two years. I think it's two years now. And when I was going through that process, I started looking up different types of in-ground pools, plaster, uh, gunite, uh, was looking at fiberglass, just different surfaces, right? Pebble tech. I'm like looking at all these different surfaces. And you would say, is, is that a hobby? And the answer is, Probably not, right? It's not a hobby to, you know, research stuff about a pool, right? But as a pool owner and someone that's going to need these things, I'm going to be looking up this information, all right? And so I did that and I stumbled on a website called uh, swimminguniversity.com. Sounds big, don't it? Sounds, you know, like it's a university, right? It's really not. The way that I look at it, from what I can see on the outside looking, you know, or the outside looking in is it's a website that is a resource for people like me that own and operate a, an in-ground pool or just a pool in general or a hot tub. Okay. And so what this person has done, and I believe it is a guy, I think. And what he's done is he's taken his years of experience working around pools and he started to take the questions that he was getting all the time and he turned them into blog content, website content. And then inside of that, if I'm looking for how to replace 
my uh, pool heater, right? I'm going to find a post that he wrote. It's going to lead me over to the website. On the website, he's going to have the stuff that I need to know, and he's going to review five different heaters at different price points and different sizes. And those range from two grand up to five grand. And if you're going to buy one through a website, which you know you could, or through Amazon, there's affiliate commissions to be had there, all right? So what I did in my little bit of research here before I got on with you guys was I looked and seen what type of traffic are we talking about? Is it seasonal? You would think pool, pool season's uh, seasonal, right? Not in the South, right? Not with hot tubs. They're going year round, right? And I'll, I'm going to give you some, some statistics here in a minute and some stats, some data, all right? So, uh, as I was looking through this, I'm like, okay, how is he monetizing? How much traffic? You know, is this something that's going to be a trend? Is this something that's going to be seasonal? And after I was doing all the digging, no, it's it's a it's a viable business model. Okay. So what he has done, and like I said, is just taking or taking his his information, put it up online over the years, and now he's getting a ton of traffic. And we're talking over 450,000 organic searches per month. What does that mean, Scott? Well, it means that someone is typing in um, how to repair in-ground plaster, how to descale in-ground pool, uh, what is best heater for replacement, right? How much water does my pool need or take or whatever? How much will it cost to fill my pool? All of those things are questions, right? And the questions bring people. When people come over to a website, they buy or by them showing up, I have ad networks running or I have an affiliate offer. I have a digital guide, which he has two digital guides. Um, so all of that, it became very clear, okay? Traffic is there, Okay, it's not seasonal. I looked at the seasonal numbers over the course of a year, and there's only a little bit of a dip. He's got some months he's did or he's did six hundred fifty thousand in peak, and then in the non-peak four hundred fifty. Not too bad, right? And the only thing that he's selling of his own is two digital products, two digital guides. One is a care manual for or a, an operational manual for an, uh, an in-ground pool, so you don't have to pay someone to come in and do it every month, which costs between two and three hundred dollars a month. The guide is forty nine dollars. The hot tub uh, ultimate guide, $49, okay? So that's the only place that he's selling his own product. The other stuff is all affiliate products, and a lot of them do reside on Amazon, okay? So pretty good business model, and that is not in a hobby. That is in maintenance for your pool or how to run, uh, you know, or how to, how to maintain your pool, how to repair your pool, right? Best practices for pool, best pool games for your summer, all of those things, okay? So really good market. Wanted to share that one with you. Number two, okay, There's a, here's another one. That's not a hobby. And this is up my alley. Flexibility, mobility, right? So I did a little search because I've been looking at this. My, my wife's been looking into this because as you get older, you want to stay limber. You want to be able to still do things and you want to be able to, to not feel tight and you don't want to hurt something. I've hurt myself in the past by just doing push-ups, Okay. As you get older, you need to stay limber, right? So mobility, flexibility, maybe you had a back surgery, whatever, right? So I did a little, a little search, you know, and the search was something uh, like this, um, you know, how to stay flexible, right? And then it would fill in like it would say um, uh, quickly, right? How to stay, uh, or how to, how to stay, uh, not limber, but uh, how to stay flexible, uh, 
quickly, over 40, over 50, any of those, right? Well, what happened was someone wrote a post and it showed up on page one and it led me to their website. And the website was mindbodygreen.com. Well, I looked at their numbers and their numbers, 1,400,000 people are showing up to their site every single month. Now, let me see here. Is that a hobby? I don't know if it's a hobby to stretch, but it's a need and people are going to, they're going to come back to that because if someone's into wanting to be more flexible, being more uh, you know, mobile, you're going to also probably want to learn about better health, right? How to stay, how to stay, uh, you know, more um, active, uh, you know, activities for you to be able to do. Then you can maybe even talk about diet, all of that stuff goes into that market, but you started, you drew it in by the search of how to stay more flexible, right? So again, not a hobby, but a need and something that you would probably come back to and revisit over and over and over again. Okay. So that's just another example. Now, if you're getting 1,400,000 people to your website every single month, just from ads alone, you can make a lot of money. Okay. And that's not even talking affiliate products. That's not talking your products. That's not talking about other like endorsements, any of that stuff, a whole bunch opens up and you get that much traffic. Okay. But that's kind of way down the line. Okay. Way down the road. All right. But by the way, you know, we have a website right now, a, a brand that we've been doing this with over three years now. We're up over 200,000 uh, monthly visitors. And just from that, I can tell you just from that, we're ranging between $4,500 and $5,500 per month, just ad revenue. Okay. Just ad revenue, not even affiliate products, not our own products, not digital products, which we have some of those too. Um, so again, when you get the traffic, it opens up a lot of opportunity. All right. So number three, let's talk about this one. Would you think that passing a lead exam, an architectural exam, is a hobby? I don't really think that people really enjoy <laughs> studying for an exam. Well, Pat Flynn, good friend of mine, built his first business by accident, by the way, by taking notes, really good notes, when he was getting ready to pass the lead exam. And from there, he turned that into a digital book, digital guide, an ebook. And he was selling it for like $29.99, something like that, maybe $19.99. I think he played around with the price. And he was making over 15 or 20 grand per month. I think he even touched 30 grand one month. Okay. But that again came from people searching for how to pass the lead exam. Okay. Now, what else could he sell there? Well, if you're looking to get an architectural job, maybe you need to, maybe you need help with a resume or what are some tips when you go to get your job or whatever, right? So there's a lot of different things. If you're an architect, you might need one of those architectural tables, right? So there's a lot of things that go into it, but it's not necessarily a hobby. It's a profession and it's also a test that needs to be passed. All right. So again, don't think just because you're in a market that isn't a hobby, you can't turn that into a business. You can. Okay. All right. So number four, okay. Number four, and this is very similar to what Pat had did. Another friend of mine, Dave, David, he goes by. I always want to call David Dave. Um, but anyway, Dave, uh, he basically um, was looking to get his drone license, his drone pilot license, okay? And uh, it's a commercial license, so he had to you know, pass this exam. And then he couldn't find any resources for it, so he went out and created these prep tests and these flashcards 
that will help people pass this exam. And he's creating content on the internet that lead people over. Now he's created his own uh, drone launch academy, I believe it is. Um, and from there, he helps people pass the exam. He also now helps people that are doing um, uh, real estate uh, surveillance, like over top and pictures of roof for roof contractors, people that are doing roofing. So you can fly overhead and do that. So all of this stuff. So now he's tapping into not just the drone market, pe people that just want to be on the beach flying their, their drone. He's tapping into people that are in business that want to use a drone, people that need to pass these tests or their, their employees that need to pass these tests, right? So that all happened, not from a hobby necessarily, but in a need of passing this exam or someone that wants to pass it so then they can do their hobby, right? But it's not necessarily based off of that hobby, all right? So again, it's another example. And then the last one I want to give you, and I brought this one up in the past, is Bulletproof.com, Bulletproof Coffee, all right? It started off as coffee, putting butter in your coffee, okay? But here's the deal. All right, that right there, let me just give you the numbers on this, okay? They're getting, uh, gosh, over, I believe they're, they're touching, I haven't looked in a while, but uh, they're, they're touching over 800,000 people a month, probably close to a million, right? And a lot of their content that's on the site is about biohacking, is about keto, is about, you know, diet, as far as like a keto diet, high fat diet, right? All of those things, but it started with Bulletproof. Now, is that a hobby? Some would say, well, biohacking is for a lot of people. They just love it. And there is, for me, not a hobby. It's, to me, it's a way of life. I want to be healthier, right? So the, the, the flexibility thing, that kind of aligns also with Bulletproof because Bulletproof, I do it for brain clarity. I do it for focus. I do it for uh, just feeling better, inflammation, all of those things. But now I'm showing up on the website when I have a question or if I want to see if Dave Asprey uh, thinks that using a sauna, I, I actually did, did this recently. Does he think that um, having a, a sauna, does that really help you, right? What's his thoughts on it, right? So that has nothing to do with coffee. Okay, but he's built the brand, started off, carved himself a little niche with the coffee, right? And then from there into like the biohacking world, all right? So is it a hobby? Eh, I don't think so. I think it's a way of life, all right? So there's a whole bunch of different directions you can go in. If you right now have a product that serves a market, the best thing you can do is try to identify who that market is, where they're hanging out, and start seeing some of the other things that they are interested in that leads them back to your market or your niche. And you might be sub-niching down or maybe a couple of different levels or layers, but from there, we can always back out once we understand who the market is, all right? So again, I shared with you five different ones. We've got the pool company, Okay, we've got the uh, mobility or flexibility. We've got the lead exam for architects. We've got the drone test. We've got David. And then we've also got Bulletproof with Dave Asprey, right? Not hobbies, okay? These are resources that are put up so people can get information. And when they get information from there, it can lead to either ad revenue, affiliate revenue, digital products, physical products, and all of that, okay? So again, it does not have to be um, just hobbies. All right. So hopefully this helped you. If you want some help with this, I would encourage you to grab our free brand growth validation checklist. You can head over to brandcreators.com. And also if you want help 
as far as building your brand and becoming a brand creator, then I would encourage you to go to brandcreators.com. And if we're open by the time that you're watching this or listening to this, head over to brandcreators.com, enroll in the academy, and we would love to help you build your brand. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. As always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you, and I am rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. Come on. Say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Now go get them. Hey, before you go, I've got one quick favor for you, and I would love to hear from you. And I've also got something that I would love to give one of my listeners, and I'm going to tell you how you can get it. So here is the deal. I want to hear from you. So what I would love for you to do is head over to iTunes and leave a review over there. Let me know how this podcast has helped you in one way, shape, or form. I read every single one of them, and they really do energize me and give me the fuel to get back on here and want to just keep creating and keep helping. So I really would love you to do that. Now, anyone that leaves a review from today moving forward, what I'm going to do for anyone that leaves a review and you take a screenshot of that and you send it to me at scott at theamazingseller.com, you send me that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to enter everyone once a month into a little contest. And in that contest, I'm going to pull one winner and I'm going to send them a gift, a special personalized gift just for you. So all you have to do, head over to iTunes, leave me a review, and then take a screenshot of that. Send it to me, email it to me at scott at theamazingseller.com. And that way there, you can be entered to win. Oh, and one last thing, if you haven't subscribed yet to the channel, what the heck are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe. That way you never miss one of the upcoming episodes. All right, guys, so thanks once again. I'll see you in the next show.